Welcome to Jungle Vibes, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs from all over the world. Make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcast service or watch us on YouTube. Let's go. Hey, so welcome to Jungle Vibes, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm here with Mil. He's from Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. Am I saying that correctly? Um, And he has such an amazing concept, an amazing company, really um, promoting, you know, black products. We're now, it's now Black History Month. So it's an amazing opportunity to now interview you. So I will just, you know, let you introduce yourself. Who are you and uh, what is your company about? Okay, how you doing? First, I want to say thanks for having me on the um, interview. Um, And... Before I get started, I wanted to I wanted to make sure we was filming. So I put this up. Something came in the mail. Yeah, you got it. You got my book. That's so amazing. So, so um, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I did that on the air. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. Um, matter of fact, where where can they find this at? What 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 am I holding up right now? Yes, Black Sun. So the, oh my God. So, okay, so my book, Black Suns, it's an Afro science fiction book. A children's book I wrote, 8 to 12 years, but it's, you know, for the inner child in us all. They can find it on Amazon.com. Just go there, type in Black Sons. Santini is my name, and then it will pop up, and you can just order it. And you have it already. I'm so happy. Thank you for your support, because this is what it's about, you know, supporting each other in business. So I'm really happy. Really yeah. grateful. Yeah. So enjoy reading. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. So that's gonna segue me seg- segue me into speaking about Black Wall Street Empire. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're here to talk about. Black Wall Street Empire is a company that I'm a co-CEO of. Um, I reached out to you to um, be on your podcast to promote that. And basically, Black Wall Street Empire started out as a study group. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna go into the because it's going talking about how it started, where it's going. And what it and what and the vision for it is going to take me into a lot of different conversations about um, our community, yeah. the black community, um, independence, wealth, and awareness. So, Black Wall Street Empire starts out as a study group, of course. Um, let me ask you: Are you familiar with the name Black Wall Street? Yes, um, I am. Are you familiar but, with Black Wall Street? Yes, I am. But I don't know the whole backstory. But I do know, you know that. Um, um, well, you have to explain to me, but for me personally, also to get back to the book, because uh, I'm from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Originally, my parents are from the Caribbean, Suriname, South America. Uh-huh. Um, most of the people don't know where Suriname is, but they know the famous Dutch football players who are actually Surinamese, like um, uh, you have Seedorf, uh, C- you have uh, Patrick Clever, that was from back in the day. But now you, you have a lot of football players who are from there who are actually Surinamese. But, um, and now at this moment in Ghana was Africa. So as a digital nomad, I have decided to, I've lived in the US before, I've lived in the Caribbean, lived in Europe, of course, and then now I'm in Ghana. So that's why also this book came to mind to make um, the illustrators also a Ghanaian uh, illustrator. And uh, he made all the drawings. And I really wanted to make, um, create a role model for kids so that they can see themselves as superheroes. And I think that will tie into your story because if you mm-hmm. have that identity um, and, and, and also learn that you can 
trust each other. We as black people can trust each other so we can do business together. Then you can create that empire. Um, that's, that's my interpretation of Black Wall Street, like having all of the industries, uh, banking, uh, mining, whatever, uh, black owned. Um, but let me know what, what, what you, how do you see it? Because your company is called Black Wall Street Empire. So tell right. me. Now that name is interesting. So you being in um, Ghana in West Africa, right, is going to tie into the, the name Black Wall Street Empire. So it started out, it, well, I'm going to start, start off by explaining me, a brother, one of my brothers named Poet, which was the co-CEO of the company. And then we had another brother named Amin Ra, who's not with us anymore. Peace be upon the brother Amin Ra, right? So we started Black Wall Street Empire. It was three of us. It started out as a study group just about um, learning information and presenting, uh, learning information and being able to come to our communities and present this information to our people, a certain, a, certain, a certain body of information. Now, the name came about um, through me and Amin Ra. Amin Ra came up with Black Wall Street. Now that's gonna take me to Black Wall Street, which is a, a business district from the, in the early 1920s in America after pre-slavery was a bunch of black people after coming out of slavery mm -hmm. um, before, well, at the same, at the time of integration in America, at the time of integration, they actually formed their own business district in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they basically, it was a commercial business district where they had their own airports, they had their own bus lines, they had their own schools, everything, things that we don't have as a people today. This is, um, this is it around, this is at the time of integration. Yeah. I mean, no, this is pre-integration, pre-integration. Yeah. Okay. So that's where, I'm not going to go into Black Wall Street too much, but that's where the name comes from because the concept behind Black Wall Street Empire is to become economically independent and also to teach our people to become economically independent. Mm -hmm. Now, that's where the Black Wall Street comes from. I put the word empire on, on it and then you get Black Wall Street Empire. Now, for those that don't know what an empire is, that concept actually comes from West Africa. Mm -hmm. um, through my studies and researches in West Africa and in, in, on the continent of Africa, you had um, different countries that in the, I'm going to say like the 19, I mean, yeah, like, well, the four, 19, from like the, no, 19, not 19, sorry about that. The mm -hmm. 14, from like the 700s to the 1400s, mm -hmm. you had different countries in Africa, which was called empires, but how they became empires was interesting and that's like the, and I'm gonna get into the concept behind Black Wall Street Empire, but what would happen in West Africa, you would have municipalities. Mm -hmm. You had, uh, well, first you would start out with tribes. Mm -hmm. So you been in West Africa, I'm sure you're familiar with tribes. Mm -hmm. You would have what, the, the, the whole concept of growing into an empire was interesting to me. First it would be families. Families would come together and form tribes. Mm -hmm. Tribes would come together and form municipalities. Mm -hmm. And when municipalities would come together, that would form an empire. Now, if you today, when you look at the corporate structure in the, in the European world, they basically took that structure to form corporations. Exactly. So that's their that's they business model nowadays. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we don't do as a people is we don't learn. We allow these Europeans, Europeans to come and basically take all of our ancient concepts and then form their own empires behind it. And yeah. we don't study our own history and then apply that history until today's, you know, until what we do today. So... That's where the concept of empire came from on the name. So it was like Black Wall Street, which we 
we're in the process of trying to duplicate something that was done by our um, current ancestors. And then empire is we trying to duplicate a concept that was done by our ancient ancestors. Amazing. So, and of course, and, and then in my research, you have different empires in West Africa that I study the philosophies from, which is um, Ghana. You had the Ghana empire, you had the Songhai empire, you had the Moroccan empire, you had the Mali empire. These are all empires that were powerful empires in like between the 700s and 1400s, where they basically controlled the whole commercial world of West Africa. Wow. So, and, uh, and most of our people don't know this. Like you had, uh, Massa Musa. I don't know if you're familiar with Massa Musa. I've heard of, yes. It was, he, he still yeah. is, I think, the richest man ever. <laughs> That's what richest I Richest man ever. He was ever. right. He was the king of the Mali Empire. You had someone named um, Sunni Ali, who was the king of the Songhai Empire. These are people that are that they don't teach us about in history that were like powerful figures that basically controlled the world. But you know, even we hear here, about you know the even European, here it's not uh, teach. Even here in in West Africa, it's not tea. It's that I was so shocked, and but it's also logical that that happens because there's still a lot of yeah oppression basically in that way, like mm -hmm. educational, that the education is controlled mm -hmm. by in this case Ghana. It is the UK. I assume is behind it um, because there is no the, people do have an intrinsic knowing of their family and where they come from. And they, they do know they have their own family lineages and they, and I mean, there's there are kings and people who, you know, kingdoms here. And, but that, um, there is still such a um, awe for Europe and US. Like even mm -hmm. in Africa, like there are so many people who, like me who are here, but also even Ghanaians themselves who have traveled in different African countries here, they're like, don't only think about the US or Europe, think about going to Tanzania, go to South Africa, go to, you know, explore your own continent. But everyone is just so focused on US and Europe. Like, that's the whole like, um, oh, that's heaven or something. And and then you really, um, and that's not, it. well, I'm now in Accra, the in, it's an international city. In the north is different, I heard. I haven't been to the north of Ghana yet, but there people really have the pride of their own. So it's also different in different parts mm. of the country. Uh, and I only, only can speak for Ghana right now, but it's it's really a thing that I see here. Like people don't know the, 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 the riches and their talents. And there's so many amazing artists, like visual artists, but also like music artists, but also tech people. Everything is here, but they don't see... A lot of them don't see their value, and we really uh -huh. have to build also as um, diaspora people from the U.S. or from uh, Europe to to build into that. So uh -huh. it's really interesting what you're what you're studying, and and I I really say it's here also needed <laughs> to hmm. know your history. That's, yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, colonization got us all. You know, white supremacy got us all. Yeah. all over the planet but that's where we fighting to change over here at black wall street empire and you know not just here it's a lot of people on the continent in the times that we in you know we're in the age of aquarius so we're in the information age mm -hmm. so it's a steady fight and a struggle sorry about that <laughs> that was my phone <laughs> it's a fight and a struggle you know for information but that's going to you know, take me into a lot of that I want to talk about in the interview because we are in the times for the, we are in a time for change. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We in a in a in a in a 
in a time right now where a lot of people are really about being independent and it's a lot of opportunities for independence out here. I mean, it's a lot of opportunities for independence period in the times that we're in. So, and, um, and the information is readily available to us too. You know, we need more people that's pushing the information. That's why I like working with the youth and everything to, to educate them. But we, you know, we have to get, we have to take the chains off of our mind, like you oh. said, and quit seeing the other white as superior and see ourselves as superior. And that's where I'm going to go, you know, when I start talking about branding and everything, I'm going to go into that a little bit. Yeah. But um, that was that's the concept behind Black Wall Street Empire. So it's really a West African, it's an American, um, a, a ancient American concept of a business district. And then there was an ancient African concept that, that goes into the name. Now, when you start talking about what we actually do at the company, mm-hmm. it's kind of like built around that concept too. Um, is I have several different products and I have several investments that I'm into that that kind of like all come together and form an empire. Yeah. So it's like you know in the direction that we're going in and trying to build you know economic wealth for our community. Um, I, I'm into land investing. I'm into real estate investing. I have brands, product brands, mm-hmm. and uh, I have product brands, real estate investment. I have so much I can't you know think about. All, I mean, remember really everything off, that off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, also, um, work with the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, we do, um, we like, we like, um, I, we, um, yeah, I'm just scrolling right now because I, <laughs> I, I, I thought something part. interesting because I was like, I saw on the website, like wallstreetempire.com for everyone listening or watching right now, just go take a look. Cause I saw from Merchant, do you sponsorship? So Camel, you do sponsorship? as well you you sponsorship that's what i was thinking trying to think oh, okay. you sponsorship sponsor youth organization well that's amazing and um this year we're gonna do a lot more we do education we got i got we got brother poet who's my partner mm-hmm. he do a lot of educating people on p- public and private um economics and commerce so it's like it's a lot you know it's a lot incorporated into into the company but that's the whole concept of the empire you know i just took like the west african concept of the empire and, and took it into a business, you know, it's and, and transformed it into business. I, I, I really love that. I didn't see all the things about the youth um, on the website, but that's something you do separately. So the website is only for the products? The website is just for the products, okay. but if you go to my social media page, you will see a lot of stuff about it. With the youth. Okay. So my, where can um, people Black find Wall Street you? Empire. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. People find you on social media. Can you spell it out for the people, list, the person listening on the podcast so that we have that? Blackwallstreetempire.com mm-hmm. underscore seven. So there's black, B-L-A-C-K, yes. W-A-L-L-S-T-R-E-E-T dot com, C-O-M underscore seven. And um, that's Instagram. Yeah. That's Instagram. And um, I got it's a lot. You have to scroll down the page, but I got like a lot of stuff on there working with the youth and all the products and services and everything. So that's the um that's basically the concept and everything behind Black Wall Street. Um, before we get into like the products and services and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, before we get into products, so that's the concept. So it's a the ancient Black business district plus a West African concept of creating an empire which yeah. the whole corporate structure is based off of. Yes. So we basically taking back our, our information and our knowledge. Yes. 
I love that. I love that. But it is, it is very interesting also the you, I'm scrolling now on Instagram um, and I see all the things that you, you have been doing and, and um, shop black and oh yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, so what is, what is for you, you think your vision, because you have, you know, you had three founders, well now you were two people. Do you um, as founders, um, do you see yourself creating this empire yeah, not only in the U.S., but also coming to West Africa or to the Caribbean. What is your um, vision to build this out, maybe on an international scale as well? Yes, um, definitely. Africa is my my Africa is the end game for me. <laughs> the continent of Africa. Um, I actually have I know someone who lives in Ghana, and I have a friend. Oh, well, you know another um, one. <laughs> uh, now you know another one. Right, right. <laughs> we'll have to come there and check you out. Yeah. But, um, I've actually been dealing in this in talks or or rubbing elbows with people that's been doing going to the continent. I have a friend on um, a set who was a very a business partner and an associate. Um, when she see this this podcast, shout out to a set. Um, she actually been going back and forth to uh Tanzania. So, you know, when I get, get, get a chance to get with her, we're going to try to do some things in Tanzania for sure. And um, I, I, like I said, I know people that's, I have, I know someone in Ghana and I've been, and I've talked to somebody who go back and forth to Ghana before. So definitely Ghana, I've actually thought about moving to Ghana. Like when I get but, but come you know, my economic situation, right? I'm, I'm telling yeah. you because here it is, and there's such a big community of, people from outside of Ghana, like even I have people from, uh, who have Congolese background, but they're from Paris. I have people from the UK. There are people from the US. One of, uh, I made a friend here. She, I have lived in LA before two years. And then um, now I made a friend here. I didn't know her in LA, but you know, I met her here. So, um, and she, she is also going back and forth now. And she's, she's doing uh, things with yoga and with, She's now having a podcast about like dating between, you know, the we from the West still with African heritage and then being back in Africa. So this whole thing um, here, you know, with Ghana is really like the, the they say it's like the gateway to Africa because it's a very peaceful country. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of easy going. It's not too hard you know you find an airbnb or a hotel you book uh, you rent a place and you, you you're here and you travel around with uber the same uber app you use as in the us only the ubers are not as fancy but <laughs> that doesn't matter um and you just you know you roam around you go have your every type of food you want to eat um you can eat the local foods but you can also ha get your whatever new york pizza burger king or whatever you like um, or your sushi, or, you know, I, I love like all types of food. So for me, having good restaurants is so important. You can find everything here. And the thing is, it's such an international city. Um, you know, people think often, and, and I was also guilty of that, you know, if people think about Amsterdam, they think about white people. Well, there are 180, 180, 180 nationalities in the Netherlands. I mean, everything is there, you know, and that's the same here. There are so many um, tribes, even from Ghana, and like people speak different languages. Most spoken is Tree, but you also have Gang, you also have uh, Ewe, you have so many other languages spoken here. So not everyone even understands each other. 
in that way, that's why everyone also speaks English. So you can always speak English. So it's very accessible. And there is this thing, which was also new to me, called privilege here. So here we are being seen as white people. Yeah, it's really a weird concept. I, it's still not in my head. Yes, because of the way you talk. When they hear you talk, you're automatically seen in their mind as white. Yes. So doors are being opened for you because you are from the US or you are from Europe that are not open for other Ghanaians. Yes. Mm. It's really weird. <laughs> when you hear, you're like, also we with our brown skin are being called fair skin. Like we're light skinned for people here. To me, I'm still mind blown for that concept. I'm just a brown girl, I'm black, you know? Don't call me light or whatever, doesn't matter. I mean, but for me, it's, it's weird. So it's so different, um, those kind of things. And sometimes I really need to make sure, it also works the other way around. If people hear your accent, that they may be up the price sometimes a bit, you know, because not everything is- I've heard that, I've heard that about Africa. Yeah, so, but the <laughs> same thing applies- about other places too. Yeah, it's the same thing for me when I go back to the Caribbean, to Suriname, and they hear that I have a Dutch accent compared to the Surinamese people, then it's the same. So, you know, but um, there are a lot of opportunities. You just always have to be aware of people. People always want to take advantage, but that's everywhere in the world, I've, you know? But if you, you know, just do your thing and, and have an open mind um, and the way that you have learned to structure things, that will get you very far because a lot of things are not so structured here and, um, and it, it will, yeah, it will take you very far if you have a structured way of thinking, like a Western thinking, like how you build up your things, how you set up your things, um, import, export to the US, but also within Africa, it's, it's booming. There's so much to do, but people need guidance. People, um, I have some interns that work for me and I teach them how to do uh, social media, you know, how to create like um, visual or graphic graphics that are just nice for Instagram and those kind of things. Um, working with free tools like Canva or working with Planoly to plan, you know, schedule your Instagram post, those kind of things, like those kind of skills digital skill that's my thing to teach about the people about because i love i love that um and nfts and those kind of things that is really helping them or how to set up an e-commerce store because they don't have access to the bank accounts that we like they don't they cannot open a paypal for example which is for us we can mm. just have a paypal so if you partner with someone who is selling amazing local i don't know fabrics or there's so much and you partner with them or you buy it in from them you just sell it. You just do e-commerce. There are so many people who have um, thrived off of that and are still thriving in that space because mm. the online part, people are not really, like they use online, they use TikTok, they use Instagram, but it's entertainment, not for business. So mm. there are a lot who do because I know, you know, top designers who are here in Ghana and they sell worldwide and you have that class of people who do that, but it's, it's a certain bracket. Uh, of people who have been exposed to, you know, living abroad, or their parents have been living abroad, or, you know, it's 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 um, it's a little bit like that. So, but for the general public, like to keep it like, they really need that education to advance. Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a whole lot. I'm not here one and a half years almost, and I'm telling you, it's uh, you really need to visit and check it out and see how much um, that people who feel hopeless in the U.S. can really feel useful here because you see how much you have, how much skills and how much um, insight you have. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. That, that Ghana, Ghana is definitely in my sights. Like I said, that's my end game. Mm -hmm. I plan on coming there within a year or two, but yeah. I definitely want to get real estate there. And and um, my concept is, you know, America. What I know about America and Europe, they spend billions of dollars to control the resources in Africa. I mean, yeah. they 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 send the military over there. They got military bases all over Africa just to control the resources for the land and the resources. So I look at it like, you know, if if the country that I live in is going to the continent to take their resources to monetize it all over the planet, like, I mean, that's what we should be doing. You know what I'm saying? This is the, the European America spend billions of dollars to control the resources in Africa. So if I want wealth, well, it would make sense for me to follow that model to go there, but to have good intentions behind what the, what I'm trying to do there. Exactly, not, that's you know, the difference. Try to exploit the continent the way they do. Yeah. Exactly, and that's that's the difference, and that's why I really encourage people to, you know, if you can take a vacation to uh, what where do people go? Saint Barth or Bahamas or whatever. You can also come here, you know, take a vacation, especially in December. It's really lit. It's like it's amazing. It's so so amazing here so many parties people go all out there is also not that much like i know when i live in the u.s when i came from a club there was always this tension like what's gonna happen um you don't have that mm -hmm. you know <laughs> in the even in amsterdam you have that like the tension people can fight and whatever you don't yeah. have that here the only fights that happen because i also organized a, a big festival here um in december and the only fight that happened, and it happened also there uh, briefly, but was between people from the diaspora. <laughs> the Ghanaians mm -hmm. don't do that, you know. They they just don't resort to violence like that, and that's also you know so ref refreshing. And uh, people, you know, see the black man or the black woman or whatever as uh, aggressive and threat. And of course, every country and every tribe has their own you know aggression level or whatever you want to call it, but. That is so far from, you know, people ask me, oh, you're in Ghana, is it safe? Uh, yes, it's safer than, I've seen, I've also seen shootings in Amsterdam, and there are, there are those things there. People, it's a drug hub of the, of, the, of Europe, of the world. <laughs> I mean, mm. you know, I have mm. literally seen uh, shootings when I was just, and just in a normal neighborhood, not any ghetto, whatever. So, yeah, things happen, and, and I'm not saying that it cannot happen here, but the frequency is just, it's, it's just so different. People are really grinding. They're really trying to survive. They're really family oriented. It's a whole other mentality. So I just want people to experience it as much it, as, much as they can. Um, that's why I've also started for myself a vlog now for my Dutch, like it, it's in Dutch in the Dutch language. So that I could really also, cause I do a lot of English content, but I could also explain to you know, Dutch people, Surinamese people, people from my background, um, they are also very, they're from the Caribbean, but they're also very much like, you know, we, if we go on vacation, we go back to Suriname. So not exploring so many other avenues and other countries. And just even in the Caribbean, like Africa is like this distant, 
thing. While in the Caribbean, we have so many African roots. In my culture, the way we dress when we have traditional parties or whatever is the same as how they dress here. Um, it's, it's so the same. <laughs> but people, you know, we're really dis dispersed all over. And my wish also, that's why I also do this book and that's why I also do this podcast. I just want to bring that together. And I feel that you are on, the, on a similar mission. So that's really nice too. To see, definitely on that mission. Do, do you, so you say you you organize the festival. You you are a promoter in Ghana. Yeah, so I do events. Like you, you promote events. Yes, I do events organizing. Um, so basically, my company is called Jungle, and that's why Jungle Vibe. Jungle means connecting in Latin. Um, but it, I do events. I'm also an event host. I've done a lot of. Uh, uh, corporate events, mostly conferences, but then the pandemic came and there were no conferences anymore. Um, so I kind of died, yeah, rolled here into the party scene. Um, so um, yeah, I did a big event um, uh, with eight artists from South Africa. So uh, last year, yeah, December, I went to South Africa. Um, we had a whole press conference there. And then we brought eight of the top artists from there. From uh, They make Amapiano music, which is a real amazing music style, South African music. Go check it out. And uh, and they performed here in Ghana. And for them, it's also like being, ab it's being abroad because it's a six-hour flight to South Africa. For me, also from Ghana, it's a six-hour flight to the Netherlands. Like people don't understand how big the continent is. It was the same six mm. hours, but then the other way <laughs> uh, to South Africa for me, as it is for me to go to the Netherlands. Like, Spain is three hour flight from here. I, I mean, people cannot even comprehend like, okay, you know? So um, yeah, that's what I do uh, amongst others. So event organizing, um, book writing, podcast, and then also social media marketing. Um, and yeah, just teaching people how to enhance their business, especially our people. So if I was to come to the continent with someone could, could you help us or would you be interested in partnering with us to do some promotions or showing us the ropes in the, on the continent? Yes. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> so, you know, I have a lot. I'm serious. I'm serious. I know. No, I'm, I'm serious too. I mean, I have a big network here. Like that's what I do like in the Netherlands. Um, and you can still look it up. If you Google my name, you will see a lot of Dutch articles. They, they called me the ne networking queen. I always know how to make connections very quickly. So that's my skill, my, my God-given skill. So for me, I could bring you into contact with a whole lot of people. I mean, this is, for example, the biggest water brand in um, Ghana, Belacqua, it's called. Um, uh, it's owned by Lebanese. There are a lot of Lebanese people. So, you know, from, from Lebanon who are having big companies here because they are seen as, yeah, basically they're they are white compared to <laughs> of course the people here and then it opens mm -hmm. doors it is what it is i mean it's not fair but what it is um so they have mm -hmm. big companies also um and you know i know people from that company i know people from so i i'm i'm a little bit in everything um so i'm i'm open to share my network that's what we're here for um some people will say they're open to share the network and they won't but i'm someone i'm just you know i'm an open book i mean we're all here to help each other so no, 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 I'm gonna come partner with you. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come to Ghana. We're gonna do some big things. Come to Ghana, especially in December. <laughs> December, in December, I, why people, December? December is, is the new, um, the, December in Ghana is uh, 
with the whole holidays, um, there are so many parties. Every day is, is, is a feast. Like, um, you can go to five, six clubs in, I mean, <laughs> there was a Snapchat of a friend of mine and it was showing that even at five or six a.m. people were still standing in line to go to a club because people hop, you know, from place to place. Um, even now, you know, I can go out, I can go to a bar. They do a lot of karaoke here. People love karaoke and just chilling and hanging out. Like you can go to so many places. There's such, such a vibrant nightlife. But in December, everyone comes to Ghana. Like, who was here? Chance the Rapper was here uh, uh, last, yeah, last month it was, almost two months ago. Um, who else? Bad, some, some models, amazing models. Who was here again? So many people, like Wizkid came to perform. There was this big festival called Afrochella with 10,000 people. Um, yeah, like Ozoma St. John, I follow her. She's the marketing manager of Netflix, right? She is Ghanaian, by the way. But uh, yeah, she's the marketing manager of Netflix globally and is very often in Ghana. Um, um, it's, it's a whole thing. Like so many Americans were here more many more stars but i i can't i can't recall all of them but um it happened because the ghanaian uh, tourism board has um started this campaign right beyond our yeah year of the re return in 2019 when also jada and will smith cardi b everyone was here in ghana and now they have the beyond the return campaign so they basically promote ghana as a hub to uh, come to africa come to enjoy the african experience because it's very international as i say across very international the capital city um so it's, it's a soft landing compared to other african countries and then from here you can venture out and yeah start your trade um another thing to know is that since january 2020 there is a free trade ag agreement which means that within african countries there is tax-free um trade like there was this I know about thing that. back in the day yeah so that's so those are things um i'm even starting <laughs> let me just let me just show it to you i'm even starting another product this is shea butter you know it's very good for your skin and everything uh it's ghanaian i'm also creating uh, this is one of the samples that we're making now uh a skincare line which you know i want to not only to the us or europe but also to other african countries so I have my hand in a lot of things too, and you know, real estate will come as well. Um, I have done real estate in in the in Europe, but uh, yeah, here there are also many opportunities. So just come. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested, I'm interested in the real estate and promotion business. So I'm yeah. definitely gonna come there and do some promotions with you. And you know what's crazy? This chain right here that I have on, yeah, is from Ghana. It's handmade. Really. Yeah, my friend, I had a friend that went to Ghana and she brought it back for me. Amazing. Yep. So it's no coincidence yep. because from we didn't from meeting each other, you didn't know I was here. So you nope. know <laughs> it's just energy I, bringing I, together. I uh -huh. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's destined for it's destined for me to come there. Yeah. But um um yeah. Yep. So that and that that'll take me into the products and services a little bit. I'm actually interested in getting raw materials from Ghana, you know, to, to bring over here and create um, products and services. That's another thing that's important that we have to do. Um, one of, I don't know if you're familiar with Marcus Garvey, but that's someone else I studied. Marcus Garvey, he was, um, he was a forerunner of the Pan-African movement in America. Okay. And he was actually trying to um, bridge the gap between 
the Africans on the continent of Africa and the Africans in America. And he wanted, um, he wanted us to do trade with Africa. He wanted us to do commerce with Africa. So, you know, that, you know, building that commercial relationship mm-hmm. is something that's very important to the, the upliftment of our community and us be in and us building wealth and, and having our, you know, having generational wealth and us, you know, actually being back in the forefront of the world. Because me, I see everything as a competition. I study somebody named Dr. Claude Anderson. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Claude Anderson. I, I really I study, study um, at you because you have, you know all those names. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know anything. <laughs> this, know. It's a book. I got this book right here called Powernomics. Okay. This would be a great book right here to read. But he he um he talks about that in that book, Dr. Claude Anderson, he talks about building wealth. And one thing that that our people don't really understand is the wealth wealth building is a competition. Mm. Like it, it, all races, they play a competition. They play the wealth game is played. The economic game is played. It is played as a it, they, it's played it's like, it's like a competition. So it's played as a team. It's a team sport. That's what I want to say. Like I get a little nervous on camera. So. No, <laughs> oh, I don't that. notice. But, um, you know, some people are listening in, so they don't know. <laughs> no, but it really goes right. well, so it's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it's, it's played as a team sport. So you see Jews, Asians, Arabs, everybody played as a team. Everybody circulate their money within their own community. Our people don't really do that. And everybody, what he speaks about in the book is Jews, they can go to Jerusalem. They can do commerce with Jerusalem. They have a power base outside of America. Mm-hmm. Arabs, they have a power base outside of America, the so-called Middle East. Mm-hmm. They can go home to the Middle East and do commerce. The Asians here, they have a power base. They can go to Asia mm-hmm. and they get resources and they trade with their country and they're and they able to monetize their businesses, doing business with the people on their continent. Uh, blacks, we don't have that. You know what I'm saying? We just basically out on our own. So like us building that gap and bridge building the bridge with the with our our brothers and sisters on the continent is something that's very important so that we can have somewhere to go we can have someone to do commerce where we can get raw materials bring them here ship them do import export as you said yes. and that's that's where wealth really come from when you get the raw materials resources is more important than money but that's, I mean, you, that's the reason why you want to get the money is so that you can get the resources so exactly. that's something that you know we wow. definitely into you really need to make sure that you plan to come at least this year, 2022, to make sure you're here. Um, is there any last things that you want to say to people watching or listening to this, um, you know, in regards to your company or maybe just an advice you want to give um, to the youth who, I mean, maybe younger people are also listening in right now. So. Well, I didn't get, I'm well, before I go, I'm going to talk about the brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, the, well, Black Wall Street Empire, like I said earlier, we have several things that we're into. We're into land acquisition, real estate, um, education, working with the youth. But um, one thing that in the times that we're living in today, branding is very important and controlling our own culture is very important. So I created some brand products really as um, residual income and cash flow income. And now in 2022, I want to become more focused on building the brands up. One of the reasons why I'm here, mm-hmm. um, national, internationally, digital, and digitally, I want to get a lot more um, money through the internet digitally. But um, it's also, it's not just so much about generating money. It's also about controlling our culture. 
Mm-hmm. And one thing that's that we don't we haven't done in the past, but we have the opportunities to do now because of the internet and the way you know everything is at at the click of a button. You can get distribution at the click of a button. You can get natural resources and you can get um, wholesale prices at the click of a button. So we have the opportunities to create brands and change the minds of our people to support these brands and not support the mainstream brands. You know, by through marketing, we have those opportunities to do those nowadays. So I created a fragrance line, which the people can out there can go can go nice. get. And this is um, King Ra Cologne and nice. Sister Seven perfume. And um, one of the reasons why I really wanted to focus on promoting these is they is the the brands is created. It don't it doesn't cost me a lot to produce those brands. But I get a lot of um, feedback, great free feedback from them. So I felt like it was time for me to really start pushing them and mm-hmm. promoting them mm-hmm. uh, a lot harder. And I, that's why I reached out to the gig market and I'm doing a lot of digital marketing on these brands. And it's just us, you know, I, um, through studying Dr. Claude Anderson with Empowernomics, he, he talks about us um, going into businesses and creating brands and industries that we have competitive advantages in. So I feel like one of the industries, well, I don't have a lot of time to go into everything, but one of the industries that our people have a competitive advantage in is the fragrance industry and the clothing industry too. I have a clothing line as well. So like entertainment, clothing, it all goes together. It's, you know, it's, it's basically urban. Think um, that urban market that we basically spend most of our money in. So I feel like we should control well, doc, what I studied from Dr. Carl Anderson is we should control those. Any Anything that black people spend their money in, spend a majority of their money in, we should control those markets from the business, from the business side of it, as well as, the, you know, if we're the main consumers, we should control those from the business end. Yeah. So I really don't have time to, well, I ain't get time to go into all that. Maybe I'll come back in the, in the future. Yeah, we have, yeah, let's do another I want to tell these people <laughs> about these brands right here. This is King Rock Cologne, especially to your international audience. They want to go get these King Rock yes. Cologne Sister Seven perfume. Um, the name King Ra itself is something that our people should support, especially on the continent, because that's the ancient Egyptian sun god right there. Yes. Ra, that's the sun god. That's, that's African culture. That's right. about as African as you can get right there. One of the, the sun suns, because this, this book has two suns. That's why it's called Black Suns, like the suns in the sky. One of the sons' name right. is called is Ra. Ra. I look Other in the book. I see you got the unk. Yeah, yeah I, I, I checked it out. You got the unk in the book and everything. I like that. So I know. <laughs> I, I know some when history. I check it out. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. I see you throwing the you throwing the the, the um you you putting it in there subtly. I see that. I, I so King. It. So King. So the the perfume is called King Ra, and then you have the other one. It's called. The cologne is called King Ra. This is for men right here. Okay. For and then the, the perfume is called Sister Seven. Now, the name Sister Seven, of course, you know, Sister is, is representing, you know, our ladies, our feminine, I mean, our, our, our women, our brown sisters, black sisters. But seven is a sacred number. That's the number of law. Seven is a number of law. That's a real sacred number to, to you know, in our community, to mm-hmm. our people, and historically, you know, our culture, that number seven. So, like, the fragrance is, is named after us. It's our culture right here. So that's why our people should go out and support that. And it smells great. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to send you a bottle. Oh. I'm going to send you a bottle with a sister seven. Oh, yeah. Like when you, um, you know, hit me on the back channel. Yeah. Now send me, send me, 
Hit me on the back channels that we've been conversating on so I can know yeah. where to send it to. I but I'm gonna send you this. You gotta you gotta hit you gotta hit the continent with this. When you hit the continent with this, I'm telling you, like you you gonna you might have five or six husbands after you, you <laughs> But um yeah, and um, you know, that those names right there is sacred to our community and it's really it's about controlling our controlling our culture. It's, yes. We really have to control our culture. Um Next time I come back, I'm going to talk about the clothing line and everything, but I have a clothing line boss like, but it's just about us controlling our culture. You know, I believe that if we, if we spend the majority of our money in a particular, um, a particular market, we should have some control of that on a um, business end as well. And um, that's what I'm trying to build, you know? Definitely. You're, it's so, it's so, it's so needed. And I think that also ties into good advice for people listening, like be aware what you invest in, what you buy and, and see if you can create, you know, your own business from that. Um, um, Cause I mean, even people are now doing it sometimes with stocks, you know, you know, you buy, I don't know, Nike shoes. So you have Nike stocks, but still you're buying into the company. Of course you can get your, uh, your, your, your dividends payment if, if your stock rises, but use those payments to, you know, create something and, and still, I mean, we are doing it step by step, all of us, but um, there's a long way to go. And I'm happy that you are um, taking this, um, you know, leap of faith and, and with your co-founders as well. And I hope to see you soon on the continent and also soon on this podcast again, so that we can, you know, yeah, I definitely, further. Yeah. I really ain't had time to go into everything. We got I know, but we, but we will come back. About you, about the continent. Yeah, I would, I would, I would want to hear what you was talking about. Pretty much, you know, about what's going on on the continent. Yeah, we, I really we ain't had time. Longer. To I'll be back. Yes, yeah, that's why I think we have to I'll do it again because we went a little yeah. because something I I keep the podcast pretty short, but it depends because yeah. if I'm like if the conversation is good, you know, we can we can extend. But then let's let's do plan another one. And yeah, um, I'll be back. Yeah, and then my we'll my, my spring clothing line is dropping in in April, so I'm gonna come back then. Okay, that's and amazing. Then I, and I, and I have a chance to go in for it. Yes, that's yeah. so good because I have also an amazing conversation planned with um, a black author, another black author uh, from the U.S., and she's also writing children's books, uh, not science fiction uh, book, but but other. It's so amazing. So I will have a some some things with her as well and she also has a large following so really now i you know i'm creating this whole community of of our people tomorrow i'm talking to the cultured base i will connect you with them as well they are um the, the founder she is a dutch surinamese like, like me but she has uh, set mm. up culturedbase.com which is basically a platform for black owned businesses from all over so there are now a lot of people from the netherlands like black and brown people from the netherlands on it uh, but she's really expanding internationally. So I think also it will be great if you guys, uh, so I will, I will send the website and her Instagram as well and tell her that you can, you know, that you guys can have contact because she wants right. to have a lot of uh, black owned businesses from all over on her uh, website. So oh, I'm, I'm there for sure. Yeah. Shout out to everybody in Ghana too, you know, yes. shout out to Ghana, shout out to the continent, uh, black power. Black power, exactly. African power, global African, African power. power. 
<laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm so appreciate uh, this call. And um, for everyone, go to blackwallstreetempire.com and um, they can also find you on Instagram, blackwallstreetempire.com and an underscore seven, right? Yep, underscore seven. Yep. Yes. So we uh, ship to Africa too. We ship to Africa too. Yes. So I'm gonna send you <laughs> so, that bottle. I mean, there's DHL here. Let your Africans know. Let your Africans know about it. <laughs> yes, I will definitely. And I mean, when you ship it, it's here in a couple of days. I mean, it's so fast. Everything is so fast now. So uh, nothing is. Right. The world has become small. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to Jungle Vibes, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to your preferred podcast service and watch us on YouTube. See you next episode.